Hi everyone, welcome to season one, episode one of the Your Friendly Black Coworker podcast. I am Dominique, your host, and in this episode, I catch up with my friend Adriana Langa, and we reminisce about how we met at a law firm, our shared but very different experiences, her master's degree, and our overall experience as young Black professionals. I hope you take something from this episode, and I will see you on the other side. Bye! Hey everyone, it is your favorite podcast host Dominique back with another episode, our first episode of the Your Friendly Black Coworker podcast. And I'm here with my good friend and ex-coworker, but still friend, Andriana Langa. And we're just going to have a nice little chit-chat about her work experience and things that she's dealt with in her job and just being a black woman in the corporate workspace. Because I think that we go through things. We go through things and have no one to talk to. We kind of feel lonely at times. And good black coworkers can be few and far between. Hard to find. So when you find one, you're like latching on like, this is my friend right now. Mm -hmm. and Forever, hopefully. (laughs) Forever. Yeah. And I've met so many good people through jobs and I hold on to them. And so I'm glad that I have you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Me too. So welcome to the podcast. I'm happy to be here. I'm so glad to have you. So tell me a little bit about your background and what it is that you do at work. So honestly, my background, I have worn all types of hats. I've had all types of different jobs like you name it i've had it i've been a caterer i have been a camp counselor i have been at retail all of it um but right now um i'm kind of in a role that i feel like i'm kind of set to be on the path that i've kind of wanted to be on Mm -hmm. um so i work at an international development company as a project associate and i'm an associate for a 75 million dollar project girl Mm -hmm. we need some of that yeah let me get commission like (laughs) Um, so yeah, and I've been there for, actually, I just celebrated six months. Wow. Half a year. Congratulations. So yeah, really happy there. And, but yeah, in terms of my background, I kind of didn't know what it is that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, ever. Like in college, I was like, I don't know. I don't want my major to be. I kind of just fell into a major. Um, I knew I wanted my master's. I kind of didn't know what. I fell into a master's. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like now I'm at a place where I can combine those two. And I'm like, okay, I think I'm happy and I'm satisfied. And I am on the path to being fulfilled. But yeah. I'm not there yet, but it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like when you don't know what you want to do, you kind of just dibble and dabble. Like, how will you yeah. know what you want to do if you don't test Try. everything out? Yeah. Um, so I've tested everything out, truly. That's good. <laughs> uh, we just want to get paid at this Period. point. You're asking too many questions. Mm-hmm. Just tell me. Just what to do okay put the money in the bag mm-hmm. just throw it in the bag please <laughs> so in what ways do you think being black has affected like your career trajectory honestly i mean obviously we know about the systemic racism and like just the the different roadblocks that we have to getting to where we want to be um even though i didn't have like a direct picture of what my future looked like i i had the general idea mm-hmm. um and a lot of times i was just like oh god this is really hard um but it, Everybody else makes it look so easy. Mm -hmm. And everybody else in my life at the time was, I come from like Montgomery County, Mm -hmm. Maryland, um, to the listeners who don't know, that is like the most diverse, like place in Maryland, I believe. And um, I honestly was the black friend in a lot of settings, but not Mm -hmm. in a way that like everyone around me was white, but 
I was the only black one a lot yeah. of the times. Um, yeah. So I started to notice like, hmm, things are a little bit like difficult. Mm-hmm. Things are a little bit difficult. So I feel like the impact that it's had is that it really kind of has been a roadblock. Not that I'm not thankful for being black. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate the different roadblocks that I've had, but at the same time, I wish I didn't always have them there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. not every time struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes just ease. Sometimes yeah. nepotism. Sometimes, you know what I mean? <laughs> I tell you. Sometimes I just want a little short. Right, right. So, and I do feel like the more you progress, the easier that becomes, but it's still very difficult. Right. Um, so, yeah, just taking it day by day. Yeah. Uh, That's good to know about your background that you kind of grew up in Montgomery County. Yeah. And so, probably, majority of your friends were white. Uh-huh. And so, seeing them progress so easily, you had to be like, what the? Right. What am I not? Right. Do you think that has anything to do with you pursuing your master's or what reasons did you find to pursue your master's? Mm, um, I'm not going to lie. At first, it was kind of like, I don't know, it just like seemed like that's the, 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 the natural, natural path. The natural path. Yeah. And then also, you know, people will talk about how like, oh, nowadays a college degree is like a high school diploma and a high school diploma for a black person. Like, what is that? Yeah, you know what I that's mean? It's so crazy that you say that because I saw a TikTok recently where this woman was like, the reason why jobs are no longer really considering, you know, a bachelor's as much as they used to is just because more black people are getting mm. that. And I'm just like, <gasps> Mm. don't say that because it's true living in this area especially there's nothing but black excellence Mm -hmm. like that's the like you said it's the natural path after high school is to go get your bachelor's and after that to go get your master's yeah so do you think getting your master's has helped you so far no honestly no i'm good (laughs) (laughs) we appreciate your honesty i have to be so here's my i don't know if this is like the wrong take as a black person but here's my take on education unless you're doing something super duper specialized like a doctor yeah, like a doctor like a lawyer right um don't waste your time a few weeks before graduation i was like wow i really could have taught myself this online that's crazy yeah honestly i feel like degrees just test your level of discipline i 100 percent agree because i so i did undergrad econ and my graduate in project management i could have learned both of those things online but who wants to right right? who wants to so yeah like you you go to college so that you have to do it yeah but no i don't really feel like it has like i can take a certification but Mm -hmm. anybody can you know what i mean i agree so i don't know i think it makes me sound more impressive to people and i love like you know in work conversations being like yeah my master's in project management and i was like "Ooh, wow so i think it's like a nice little conversation starter or something to kind of you know make me sound a little bit more interesting but in general i don't know but i also have only had it for a year yeah so who knows what's to come right who knows what's to come i graduated at the height of the pandemic so like maybe my perspective is a little warped okay Mm -hmm. i mean i agree 100 percent. i was i applied to go to school i was getting ready to start i was about to accept the loans and i was like yeah this is not it i was gonna go get my master's and i was excited about Mm -hmm. it but then i was just like i felt like i was digging myself into a hole because also one of my goals is to buy a house Mm. and i'm like i'm gonna Mm. put another couple thousand dollars on uh, my credit 
when I could be using that for a home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, like I've seen my job, one of the things that they did for our diversity and inclusion was to stop excluding good candidates because they don't have a bachelor's degree. Right. So they've taken that requirement off of a lot of job descriptions. Mm. And I'm just like, if they're not even requiring a bachelor's, mm-hmm. what the hell am I going to master's for? Right, exactly. So I just felt like, too, it almost felt like the Jaws music every time I got closer to uh-huh. school. Yeah. It was like, dunna, dunna. Uh-huh. Like, I was freaking out about it. And I was just like, you know what? School is always going to be there. Mm-hmm. This is not for me right now. Yeah. And if I decide later in life I'm going to get it, I will. Mm-hmm. But right now, no. And honestly, that's like a big, like, everyone's doing it, getting it later. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you're, you're more established in life. You know, exactly. you see in life, you know exactly what it is that you do and don't want. Um, whereas... You know, I'm a kid. I feel like I'm a kid still. It's like, yeah. okay, I just picked something. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I truly remember the day I was applying for my master's. I looked at the website. I was like, okay, well, this is where I'm going to go. And I looked at the list of majors and I was like, uh, this one sounds good. It's like I was shopping for clothes, girl. I was like, this one sounds close <laughs> enough to, you know, this one sounds applicable. I love your honesty girl. because I feel like we don't, it's so taboo to be like a master's. Why are we getting mm. that? It's like the pinnacle of success, mm-hmm. like in the black community, is like, oh, you have a master's or you have a, you know, a PhD. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how could you not want that? And it's like, well, people don't even care about that mm-hmm. anymore. So. I, I will keep it real. I will not lie on Beyonce's internet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I mean, I don't regret it, mm-hmm. but mm, yeah, I would have rethought it. I would have held off on it. Okay, um, but that's that. It's done. So for background, Adriana and I met at a law firm together and she was just the nicest person ever. Mm -hmm. Plus, I also wanted to make friends with all the black Mm -hmm. people because they give you all the secrets. They have your back. They tell you the tea. Yeah. When all the good stacks are put out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's where we met. We met at um, like the company was having like Friday morning breakfast, which was a perk. I remember Yes. And you were getting a bagel and I was getting a bagel and you're like, hey. And I was like, hey. And that was probably like my second or third week. And I honestly think you were the first black person I saw in that. How many floors was that building? (sighs) Several. Several. At least a dozen. Yeah. And you were why were you the first black person that i saw i have no idea i was the only black person in my department same (gasps) that Mm. was rough yeah it was it was rough it felt very lonely Mm. and even when we did get other black people they didn't stay very long Mm. i wonder why Um, so we were both in similar positions in different departments. And so we kind of bonded over that and going to get Starbucks together. But I'm glad that I spoke to you because we just hit it off. Immediately. Been kikiing ever since. Mm. Y'all my close friends. Period. Okay. (laughs) That means a lot. That's my girl. (laughs) How was your experience at the law firm that we met at? Uh, yeah, it was, it was okay. Um, so my experience in general or my experience as a black woman? Give it to me all. Okay. So in general, I felt fine. I was coming from a job where I felt micromanaged, underpaid, and um, just not fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I came into, a, you know, the job where we worked at together. Mm-hmm. Um, I was paid very well. I was not micromanaged. I never knew where my manager was. Um, I didn't meet her for maybe three weeks or not meet her, but I didn't see her in the office for at least three weeks after I started. Lots of travel. Yeah and um but i still also did not feel fulfilled but i was like hey it's fine like i'm making good money whatever like i'm young i'll find another job Mm -hmm. as a black woman though i noticed immediately that i was like okay let me look at um the department 
like orchard orchard mm-hmm. um i'm seeing peach 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 i'm like okay so where's where's the skin folk? where's the skin folk nowhere i'm i'm it um so yeah i was like okay this should be really interesting um and i kind of felt like an artifact kind of wow yeah um like a token yes yeah, like a token but at the same time i really did feel ignored which at first i was like oh this is kind of nice like i can go under the radar um but i thought i was kind of just being ignored like in a general sense Mm -hmm. um but then i started to realize and this was during the time that kind of like the pandemic was starting and i think it's a shame that i can't even remember specifically but there was some sort of uh police brutality Mm -hmm. incident at that time Mm -hmm. um and i just kind of felt like every conversation surrounding that came to me and i was just like how are you doing right um (laughs) how are you doing i'm fine i mean no i wasn't but like you know it's just like i don't want to be the voice for for this tragedy for every black person knowing that i've only seen one other black person in this entire company right um so so yeah i felt like i was ignored until when i really wanted to be ignored that's when everyone wanted to talk to me about stuff and it's just like can y'all just ask me how my my day is going in general um how work is going in general um so yeah that's how i felt how did you when i first started it wasn't bad Mm. but then same as you i started to notice i was like okay i'm not only the only black person in this department in this office but in the other departments in the other offices there's very few and far between And I felt lonely at times. Mm -hmm. And my manager at the time wasn't a very nice lady, Mm -hmm. to be honest. Mm -hmm. And I started to feel like, I'm like, okay, maybe she doesn't like me because I'm black. Mm -hmm. And I hate to say that, but I mean, I couldn't figure anything else Mm -hmm. out. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? One time every day, like I go above and beyond. Mm -hmm. And... I didn't feel ignored as you did, but I felt like people only paid attention to me because they wanted me to do the things for them that they didn't want to do. Mm, So like there was there was a conference at one time. And although we have an extensive office services team, they wanted me to transcribe the notes from the conference, from the panels and go through that. And it was just like hours Mm. upon hours upon Mm -hmm. hours of audio. And I'm just like, we have office services to do this. The dirty work. Right. And so I just felt like I got, you know, they love an ad hoc Mm. project, these random Mm -hmm. assignments. And although in the position I understood that was a part of it, but I also didn't feel respected. It almost just kind of felt like I was being, they felt like they were throwing me Yes, yes. Bottom of the barrel type stuff right and it's like you first of all you need to say good morning girl before you ask me girl anything. do not dominique can i do, 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 do. whatever happened to hi hello my name is <laughs> <laughs> good morning you know speak to mm-hmm. me say good morning i am a person although like i'm such a helpful person i'll go above and beyond and help you in any way that i can but also give me my respect respect mm-hmm. me ask me how i'm doing and spell my name right at the top of the email because it's at the bottom of mine it's a microaggression. And there have been times where I've worked with people and I did not know how to spell their name, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go and copy it and paste it in the email because I want you to know that I paid attention and I want you to feel seen and respected. Mm-hmm. Same as yeah. I. So because that's a microaggression, guys, when they're not taking the time to spell your name correctly. It's rude. Right, it's rude and it's just it's lazy because it's right there in my own email. 
Right. You had to type it into so many yeah. emails. So I'm just, right. I'm confused. Yeah. And it's just like a, a little extra step. But yeah, the, the lack of respect thing, I completely, because once you notice that it's happening to you, you don't get a good morning. You don't, you know, you right. start to see, okay, let me see how they interact with each other. Let me see how they interact with each yes. other. Like maybe it's not just me that doesn't get a good morning. Okay. Maybe like, maybe they're just not a morning person. Maybe, yeah. but it's, that's never the case. It's not the case. And then so in my position in my department, it was very clicky. And at first I thought, I'm like, oh, wow, these guys are really nice. Mm. And then I would see how they would talk about people when they would leave the room. And I'm just like, oh, I was wrong. I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it now. And so now we're just I would pick up on other things. Like one time I had my hair freshly braided. Shout mm. out to my braider. Send me the details because Miss Yasin moved to North Carolina. Oh god. She was amazing. <laughs> $120 for butler braids, hair included. Period. And I would be out in eight hours. Mm. Mm -hmm. I would go after work and my hair done and go home. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. Braids freshly done and she's touching my hair. Mm -mm. And I was like, Oh you can touch my hair. It's fine. She was like, I already am. I almost fell out on the floor. I was like, that was my whole point. That was my whole point. You didn't ask. You didn't ask. Don't touch my hair. Mm -hmm. Don't mm -hmm. do it. Mm -hmm. It's just rude. Like, you're in my space already. Back up. Back up. Just a little bit. Just give me my space. I'm thankful that I've never had that oh type of microaggression. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think I've ever had that at work or, like, in general. At least not after I became more self-aware. Mm -hmm. um, like I was saying, like, I grew up with a lot of, like, my friend group, literally every color of the rainbow, Asians, Indians. We love it. Uh, all types of people. Hispanics. Um, flavors. All different types of flavors. Um, so, like, in those friend groups, I, I remember, like, having my hair touched. But I think at that time, I was just like, oh, I don't I don't see this as a problem, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I grew up, and everyone else grew up around me, too. And, like, right. they know not to do that. But thankfully, that's never happened to me recently, like, as a grown-up. Cause I would pop off. Like, yeah. where have your hands been? Okay. Um, do you touch everybody else's hair? Yeah. <laughs> and I wish at the time I had that level of confidence in me to speak up mm -hmm. a little bit more because mm -hmm. I think I was also felt like I had to walk on eggshells. Mm -hmm. I was already the only black girl in there, mm -hmm. and I didn't want to be seen any. I didn't want to be perceived in any negative light as mm -hmm. mean, as short, as rude, Stand as, any, as standoffish or mm -hmm. anything. So I felt like I had to go above and beyond to be extra nice. Mm. Exclamation point. Mm. Smiley, face. smiley faces. Knowing that's not mm -hmm. how I really am. Right. It's so funny now because my manager now, she's like, Dom, you make you write the most amazing emails. Mm. And I say to her all the time, it's because of my experience at a law firm mm -hmm. because I never wanted to send an email. And someone's like, first of all, she's not intelligent mm -hmm. and she's rude. And it's mm -hmm. like, let me just say, hello, good morning. Right. I hope you're well. Mm -hmm. All the best. Right. Like, I don't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> i just want to be as polite as possible mm -hmm. because i feel like any little thing is going to be taken as oh she's the angry black girl she mm -hmm. has an attitude she's mm -hmm. mean and i'm like do you talk to everybody this way mm -hmm. when whole time like i feel like law firms are notorious for having just mean people like people you know these people time or money type yeah. of people and um their emails show it the way that yeah. they communicate with people show it but but the way that they want to be treated it is not reciprocated yeah that's one thing i hate about the corporate world is if you're, you're like mm. non-billable in your staff mm. and you're not a, you know a lawyer or an accountant yeah. you're just supposed mm -hmm. to take it you're just supposed right. to deal with this suck it up and move on like i've heard horrible stories about people and what they've dealt with like 
this one girl I worked with, there was a stapler thrown at her. Now, granted, she wasn't black. But, but you see, like, we, why are we dealing with this? Like, I'm a human. And an adult. And I'm an adult. Because if we were Mm. on the street, Mm. there would have been different consequences. Absolutely. Okay, I have a question. Uh What is the best piece of advice someone has given to you in regards to, like, your professional life as a professional woman? What would that be? Um, It's actually funny you ask after that last question because, you know, I feel like as younger professionals, like a couple of years ago, like we definitely had to tailor our attitudes to to how other people want. You know what I mean? Right. And um, some of the best advice that I've received is that like just this sounds corny, but like really just be yourself. Like do not change. Um, I know like we all joke like, oh, my hair at the interview versus my hair on the first day. (laughs) And it's like the green afro. Um, But like, honestly, I've learned that um, I don't have to take it off and take it on or Mm -hmm. put it on. You know what I mean? Like you are going to, what you see is what you get. Um, And just listen to what I'm saying. If what I'm contributing is what Mm -hmm. you want um, or even above and beyond, then just focus on that. My nails don't matter. Right. My hair doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, I'm still a badass at my job. Period. Like, uh, and I mean, now we're working from home, but I acrylics long. I love a clackety clack. Yes. My my interview at my, the job that I'm at now had the longest acrylics with studs on them. And I was definitely talking with my hands so that they knew that I'm, I'm fun. I'm that girl. Yeah, I'm that girl. And I will always be that girl. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's the best advice. Because once you feel like you kind of have to, you know, code mm-hmm. switching, it's yeah. tiring. I don't yeah, want to have to like feel like I'm, I'm a different person at 501, you know? Um, exactly. So that has made my days go a little bit smoother. And I feel... Like, okay, I don't Mm -hmm. have to, I don't have to put on a show. Right. I'm so glad that you brought up two appearances because Mm -hmm. there was a couple of times where I was going on interviews Mm -hmm. and I had my natural hair out and my mom would be like, so how are you going to wear your hair? And I'm like, moms are the worst sometimes. I'm like, like this, like this, because eventually I'm going to wear my hair like this to work. Mm -hmm. So why is it that I would change for the interview? Mm -hmm. And that's so exhausting because Mm -hmm. i like to change my hair i do my own hair as most people know i do Mm -hmm. my own hair so i'm like i'm gonna if i'm gonna wear a different wig every day that's what it's gonna be then that's what it's gonna be Mm -hmm. there was one time i was working in an accounting firm and i was an intern there and it was the weekend so i did my hair and i came back to work and so i'm putting my stuff away and looking at my desk and this man walks by he was like what are you doing are you looking for her password and he walked away and then i realized He didn't know it was me. I'm like, yeah, I'm the same person. I was like, I am her. her right. <laughs> the fact that he like let it slide, he said, Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> like, like, even if you were a different person. And I wonder if it clicked for him later mm. that I was mm-hmm, her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. Um, do you have a professional mentor? I wish. I yeah, unfortunately I don't. Um I see so many young black professionals with someone that kind of mm-hmm. you know guides, guides them. them. Um and I don't feel like I really have one like set. Yeah. You know, like of course I have black professionals in my life. Right. But like as acquaintances. Yeah. Not like someone who is 
dedicated to being my mentor. Wow. I know. It's unfortunate to you. Dr. Michelle Haley. Mm. I love her. She's an amazing shout out to Dr. Michelle Haley. We met when I was at an accounting firm and she was kind of helping me get my resume together um, and prepared for when I graduated school, um, when I graduated undergrad, because mm-hmm. once I got my degree, I was going to ask for a raise. Mm-hmm. And so she walks me through the process of doing the research on what people my age with my experience and my education level were getting paid. Mm-hmm. And so when the time came, I had the meeting and they were like, well, this is what we can offer you. Mm-hmm. And I said, OK. Mm-hmm. And I left the office and that day I started looking for jobs Period. and in a month had a new one. And mm-hmm. that's how I ended up at the law firm. Right. Um, but she kind of fell into my lap. She's just the most amazing put together woman i Mm -hmm. aspire to be how she is she's Mm -hmm. just so intelligent so smart and she's just like my black rich auntie honestly i will text her and we don't talk every day but i she's someone i know i can go to if i needed someone and Mm -hmm. i can't wait to have have her as a guest Mm -hmm. she's just given me so many gems Mm -hmm. in life and just tips that i would have never known just because although my mom has worked in the professional world things have changed from that time so being being in it with someone else at the same company was so helpful because she just helped guide me and knowing that never take the first offer mm. that would probably be the best advice yes. that someone has given me as far as jobs is do not take the first offer because mm-hmm. that's the bottom do not take the first offer one there's always a budget in the in a range mm-hmm. if you do not know for jobs there's always a range of salary and in the interview process do not tell them your salary expectations either mm-hmm. ask them what their budget is mm-hmm. so you can negotiate anything can be negotiated guys and at the end of the day like i definitely used to take the first offer i used Same. to be happy i remember like so my first job out of college i was i was think i was like making forty thousand, and um i was working a lot mm-hmm. um so i was like okay i need a new job i went to a new job and they're like yeah forty thousand, we can do that and i was going to be working less and i got so excited I was like, period, I'm going to be making the same amount of money for less work. No. Every new job that you take is a new opportunity to level up. Yes. And um, yeah, don't be content with what they offer you. Absolutely. That, that definitely was my mistake telling them how much I made. Yeah. No, and how much I, yeah and how much i was looking for and also at the end of the day like the worst that's gonna happen like you're not gonna know if you don't ask yeah so yeah i definitely got nervous the first time i negotiated my salary yeah it is scary. but i got it so i was like oh okay and sometimes it's easier at least when i started working it felt easier to just take the first offer it was just like okay i'll take it it's fine right when it's like mm, actually mm-hmm. the market research for this position is 75 to 80k mm-hmm. so those are my expectations right and honestly all these the confidence also comes with like years and experience yeah. you know what i mean so that that's definitely something that i'm thankful for is just like continuing to grow and yeah. knowing my worth yeah. just a little bit mm-hmm. have you had any like negative experiences with human resources once you got into a job hmm i don't think so honestly um yeah i i honestly try to keep it low-key yeah um definitely i think there was a time that i should have reported like a really awful situation actually can i tell this situation it's 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 kind of like a microaggression yeah let's talk about it uh so this girl i think we were talking about the ariana grande album when seven rings came out and um i guess she has a line in there where she's like my hair gee thanks just bought it and this white girl at my job was like 
I don't know why she put that line in there. It's not like her fan base buys her hair. Girl, when I say everybody in the office was like, what do you mean by that? Wait, what does that mean? What do you mean Elaborate. by that? Elaborate. She herself buys her own hair. That ponytail ain't real. First of all, Kanekalon. Okay. <laughs> Giving yaki. Yes. Milky Way. Right. And I was like, uh, so we all turned around and we were like, what do you mean? She was like, I don't think her fan base is buying their hair. So like, I don't know. I just don't think it was a relatable line. And I was like, so who does? Who does buy their hair? Ooh. Okay. Talk about it. And I don't know. She like that girl had a history of like just making nasty comments. And it's just like one of those things that it's just like are you do you hear yourself sometimes yeah. um yeah that i wish i could have just been like um hr i think she has some some tendencies to her that okay. needs to be investigated <laughs> you know i really wish I- that's a line some tendencies in mm-hmm. her that need to be investigated mm-hmm. so yeah i definitely wish that i had taken things to hr um in the past i know there are lots of instances that i I could have but um i never personally have dealt with a negative hr experience yeah thankfully i've heard some things i've i've witnessed things where people have told hr things and it got out and so that is why i normally don't trust hr and i've actually tried to make friends with people in hr because they give you all the tea girl they give you the tea but at the end of the day they're protecting the company right their job remember that guys Mm. hr's job is to protect the company so cya cover your ass Mm -hmm. file those emails away screenshot everything Mm. protect yourself because when it comes down to it they're going to protect them before you if you die tomorrow they're going to replace you today yeah exactly They're already thinking about a stack of resumes <laughs> for backup people for mm-hmm. your position. So cover your ass and be your own advocate. I've had a hard time with mm-hmm. that, being my own advocate and speaking up when things are not yeah. right. And so be your own advocate. I think that goes right along with, you know, not taking the first offer and just advocate for your skill set and know what you're mm-hmm. worth. Cash the check. The, at the end of the day, that's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. <laughs> what is your favorite way to professionally curse someone else okay if there's one thing about me it's that i do not forget anything especially anything that i said um i just recently saw this video it was just like what's a very professional way to tell someone that they're lying or like that they're, they're just fully wrong i think i saw this yes yeah. she was like it seems that our recollection of the events don't match up so i have attached the original email here for your reference that's me okay every day that's me yeah i definitely have no shame or um i'm not afraid to just call somebody out yeah. like hey that's not what you said right. hey that's not what i said right um the way that you communicated this wasn't clear so yeah i i definitely um uh, per my last email kind of girl i am too yes per my last email luckily i don't deal with a lot of nonsense now at my job at least i haven't yet yeah but um you know people like to make slick comments here and there yeah and you really just gotta shut that down yeah when you can yeah. so that they know not to to try you again yeah especially like i said i'm like kind of newer at my job there's this lady um that really tries to, I don't know, get over on me or like, I don't know, maybe she thinks I'm a pushover. It's not happening. Mm, yeah. um, here's your email. Here's my email. Right. Um, let's rephrase that. Right. Let's rephrase that. <laughs> um, and work. let's work on how you're requesting things. Yeah. Things like that. What about you? I need to take some tips. 
I'm definitely a per my last email kind of girl. I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to attach the email because I do not delete emails. I barely will delete a calendar appointment mm-hmm. just because something will come back up. Yeah. I've never had a situation where I had to get too crazy mm. on someone, but I have like done a couple things in my email communication to help me out. Like, I don't say I'm sorry. Never. I'm not sorry. Mm-mm. Always thank you for letting me know. Right. I'll keep that in mind for thank next you time. for flagging. Mm, I love that one. And I also no longer put at the end of my emails. Let me know if you have any questions. Oh, yeah. I stopped doing that, too, because they always have an extra question. Right. Or let me know if you need anything else. No. I'm not that hospitable. No. Um, if you need anything else, you'll you'll come. Right. But, like, once you extend that courtesy, that's what you're known for. Right. Like, oh, Dominique can take an extra task. <sighs> I can't, actually. Actually, <laughs> the plate is full. Right. My plate is full. I'm sorry. I'm actually very bougie in my emails Mm -hmm. i like my emails to sound really put together Mm -hmm. but i'm also a really to the point email like i'm not gonna fill it with fluff i'm Mm -hmm. gonna get to the point and i think that also comes from working from a law firm people are not gonna want to read your and they won't they're not gonna read your long ass emails so Mm -hmm. get to the point Mm -hmm. hi how are you i'm getting right to it attached is yeah whatever you ask for Mm -hmm. have a good day yeah absolutely and you know what i i've started doing that too and recently my manager he like commended me on like just being so succinct and it's like okay i needed that because sometimes i feel you know i have guilt sometimes about like yeah. how i do my work and i'm like okay let me be a little bit mm-hmm. nicer let me da, 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 da. let me right. take an extra task because you know you think that's what everybody else is doing but i really no. just do what i have to do and call it a day um right. and so like when he commended me on that i was like perfect i can continue right being short and sweet right straight to the point straight to the point i think that's super important Mm -hmm. and then i've had times where i felt like dang is this email too short and i'm like first of all ain't no such thing right (laughs) there's no such thing as a too short email attaches a presentation that you requested have a good day right right actually just as you were talking to me about like a professional cursor i was thinking about this time that actually right after i started where that same lady um (laughs) she like complain to me about something that i did wrong that i had never been taught Ooh, i hate that that's a common one right yeah it's very very common they assume right and so i definitely had to hit her with the thank you for flagging this i'll keep that in mind and um flag that for training um for for the future right because i never knew that yeah oh what i said is do you have additional resources for me to understand this more since this is the first time that you're mentioning it right yeah asking for additional resources definitely puts it the ball in your court to let them know oh i didn't if i knew better i would do better I exactly didn't know. i didn't know so now i know Thanks. yeah i'm glad you brought up training too because when i was at the law firm and i got a promotion and moved into another space but mm-hmm. before they could bring someone on board i had to juggle both roles mm. there was a black girl that got hired after me amazing black mm. girl mm-hmm. and before she even started, I had set up training docs for her because I wanted to set her up for success. Period. I knew what a hard time I had learning everything because there was no one before me in the position I was in. Mm. There was no assistant before mm-hmm. I came along. Mm-hmm. And so I was 
things like I'm going to set this person up for success. I want them to be able to make smart decisions and right. figure it out on their own. Mm-hmm. And so I made training docs for her. And so she had everything that she needed. So after we went through them, if she had questions, mm-hmm. she could refer back to that. Right. Training is so important when it comes to jobs and it can be a frustrating process mm-hmm. learning a new job. And it can be very, very, very scary. Like you feel Absolutely. like an idiot sometimes. Right. And it's like, not only am I learning this new software, I'm learning this new job. Right. When I first started my agency job that I have now, they sent us MacBooks and I've never used one before. Uh, And that was so Mm -hmm. frustrating for me because I've been such a Windows girl Mm. all my life. Ew. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I've been such a Windows girl. And even that just made it kind of quite frustrating. Mm -hmm. But now I think that... When I become a manager, I'll be super patient because I understand that. Right. Like I'm going to understand that it's going to take you some time to get acclimated and to feel comfortable and to feel confident. Mm -hmm. And so in order to do that, I have to take my time to teach you the steps Mm -hmm. and figure it out. I honestly had a different experience at the job that I'm at now. Really? Yeah. Kind of frustrating, actually, in the sense that the person whose role I'm filling, they're in a completely different role at the same company. And, you know, people always say, oh, reach out to me if you ever have any questions. But she didn't mean that. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Also having a manager that's just starting out. Can you imagine like you and your manager starting at the same company in the same project at this around the same time? So yeah. neither of us know anything. It's the, the blind leading the blind. Oh my gosh. First of all, it's amazing that you were able to help another, another amazing black girl to like, you know, give her the keys to success. Hey, shout out to Brandy. Yes. Um, but for me, I was like, okay, I really have to figure this out on my own, especially working from home. Like you really don't have that accessibility to to walk over to someone's desk and be like, hey, how do I do this? Right. Um, you don't know who's on your team because right. you've never met them. Exactly. So um, honestly, another tip that I would give here is like, if you don't know something, somebody else does. Yeah. And, you know, it's an opportunity to network with people and yeah. just be like, hey, um, I know we probably haven't met, but um, I'm just starting out as X, Y, and Z and i'm wondering if you could help me out right and like just building mentorship and peer you know the yeah. peer mentorship i mean I, that's how we became yeah, friends yeah right? don't be afraid to crowdsource guys yeah so that's the one the one tip that i i think i would give yeah find your tribe yes exactly and at the end of the day whatever it is that you're doing like it's not the end of the world mm-hmm. you're not the last pair of eyes to see something right I think that uh, like kind of alleviates the stress of feeling like I have to know how to do everything perfect the first time around. Right. It's not happening. I'm sorry. I know. It, it's, <laughs> it's not. And it's going to be yeah. hard. It's going to be a learning curve. Mm-hmm. But just take your time. Yeah. So. Yeah. What are some things that you look for when you're looking for a new job to see if like the culture is a right fit for you? Honestly, like I know Glassdoor is kind of toxic, but people be honest on there. Honest. Very honest. They'll be like, the CEO sucks. Like he doesn't know how to talk to people, et cetera, et cetera. Um, keep that in mind. Um, something that um, I just recently started doing is going on LinkedIn, seeing who has the same positions as like the Smart. same position. Yeah. Seeing who has the same position but as in, me. Incognito mode, guys, because they yeah, do alert you when people course. are looking at your profile. So awkward. I what sidebar. I once like had a really fine coworker and I went on his LinkedIn and 
I mean, I guess it kind of worked out because he went on my LinkedIn and then period. Okay, we love a fine coworker. <laughs> yes. But anyway, yeah, incognito mode. So what I've started doing is going into LinkedIn, seeing who has the same position as what it is that I'm applying for at that company. Yeah. And also seeing who's black or just a person of color yeah. and DMing them. Like, so I guess not necessarily incognito mode, but you know, just like looking at the trajectory yeah. of their role or like their time at that company and mm-hmm. asking them, hey, how do you feel about the culture? Mm-hmm. How do you feel as a person of color? And somebody yeah. else has done that for me too. Wow. So I would have never thought to do right? that. Right. I just felt like it's so awkward it is awkward but at the end of the day like that's that's your livelihood yeah that's such a smart idea that's eight hours of your day and you don't want to feel miserable and like i don't know you would hope that that person wouldn't lie to you about it you know yeah for sure one thing i've done in interviews is to ask like what are some challenges that someone in this role would face mm, yeah that gives that's a good telltale sign and i also like especially if i'm interviewing with my potential manager mm-hmm. i like to ask them what their leadership styles are. yes that's a telltale sign if they can't communicate that either mm-hmm. that's a red flag for me yeah i was in an interview one time at a different law firm and this woman was like oh like my team knows like you know, they can come and talk to me about anything, you know, and they can they can tell my attitude and where I'm at. And I'm like, so, so you are rude as email. Right. That's basically what you're telling me. You think I'm a psychic? No, I don't know your attitude. Like- I don't know your <laughs> attitude at all. And I'm not a mind reader mm-hmm. either. So I like to ask a lot of questions and I don't want to call them trick questions, mm-hmm. but I mean, it is kind of that like I want to kind of catch somebody saying something maybe they shouldn't mm-hmm. say because mm-hmm. I, I mean i want to know right. like it's funny i just saw this tweet the other day it was like jobs be wanting references like show me three people that are happy <laughs> you you let me talk to three people that are happy at this company too because you know i agree i like that i definitely want the references of people who have who like it here who love it here and who have good things to say mm-hmm. but i do love a toxic glass door mm-hmm I will read the glass of reviews on jobs I used to have yep. to see what, if the BS is still going yes, on. Yes, yes, yeah. Ooh, I might do that tonight. You should. Yeah, because I, I know they're struggling over there. <laughs> Without you miss me. me, don't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was the best employee you ever had. had. You let me go. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Well, Adriana, yeah. this was a great chit chat. I know. You're a great podcast guest. Thank you. First podcast. Can't wait to hear it. I can't wait to have you on another episode. I'm already here. <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for listening to me and Adriana just talk about our experiences. I hope some of these gems have, you know, helped you out and these tips have helped you out. And I'll be posting some on the Instagram soon. So I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode and see the content I have coming out. And you're the best. Thank you. You're the best. Well, we'll talk to you guys later. And these are your friendly black coworkers. Bye. (laughs) Bye, guys.